0: Last week, um, we had an amazing Sunday. Who, who just really loved being in the house when people decided to get baptized? How good was that? That was amazing. It was so, so good. I started a, a message called uh, The Power Behind Endurance, the Holy Spirit. And um, even when I was preparing the notes last week, I just knew that I wasn't going to finish it last week. And so um, we're going to do that today. Mark, if you could just... I'm, I'm, enjoying the, I'm enjoying the volume, but I'm going to get a little wound up, so. <laughs> Ground, control. <laughs> Ground control from Major Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so as you, if you've been here for the last few weeks or if you've been joining us online, God, hey, can we, can we just welcome everyone who's joining us online today? <laughs> Woo-hoo! Thank you. From whatever city, town, or nation you're joining us from, we know there's, there's plenty of from or family from South Africa joining us. God bless you. Welcome home, the North family from South Africa. Good to see you here. You. Special time over there with your mom, Delicia. Is she doing okay? Fantastic. We've been praying for her, believing the power of heaven to absolutely shore her up and completely heal her. Come on, let's do that. Uh, Delicia's mum's been going through chemotherapy and she had to shoot over there quickly. First time you'd seen your mum in seven years, was it? Seven years. So, Father, in the name of Jesus right now, Lord, we call on your anointing. Father, we declare the healing power of your spirit over Delicia's mum. Lord, we lay hands upon Delicia right now in, in, in the stead of her mum. And we ask, Lord God, we know by your scriptures that we can pray here and you can heal there. And so we claim that now in the name of Jesus. Even right now, let your holy anointing wrap around uh, Delicia's mom, wrap around her, strengthen her, restore her, heal her. We bless every healthy cell in her body, and we take authority over every rebellious sick cell, and we command her to die in Jesus' name. Cancer be gone, strength be restored. I bless uh, her immune system. I bless her respiratory, her musculoskeletal system. Lord, we bless every system in her body for strength and wholeness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. amen. I have so enjoyed uh, teaching over recent weeks about the Holy Spirit. And um, I taught over sometime of a couple of weeks ago that one of the names of the Holy Spirit is the Helper. Jesus said to the disciples that it's good that I go because the Father will send another helper. And I unpack that, that another helper is of the same kind. We didn't just get a portion of Jesus when the Holy Spirit came. We got all of Jesus when the Holy Spirit came. You've got to remember, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are God together complete. And uh, one of the, the Greek name for the, the helper is paraclete. There's a very clear reason that God, our Father in heaven, sent the Holy Spirit. Because when you read the scriptures, He He doesn't just want us to survive. He wants us to thrive in this life that He's given us. In Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4 from the New Living Translation, it speaks of endurance being an important part of the development of our faith and character. It's what it says. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And then last week, with it being the baptism and everything, the Holy Spirit gave me a particular verse that we unpacked. Luke chapter 4, verse 1, just doing a quick recap. The verse says this, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River, and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And we unpacked. The four key directives. Then, remember I asked, there's a then there because something preceded the then. What precedes your then? Because the life that you live today is the fruit of seeds planted and decisions made yesterday. So what's preceding your then? So then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, what are we being filled with? Because whatever you are filled with will ultimately lead your life. So I ask you again, I asked last week, I asked you again this morning, what are you filling your life with? Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. Now, I asked again, what are you returning from? We know Jesus was returning from the river where he was baptized, but it was so much more than that. Jesus was returning from the place where he completely gave his life to God. The place where he encountered and was filled with the Holy Spirit. What are you returning from? Or I told the story of the young apprentice prophet who was building a house and the head of his axe fell off and he went to the prophet Elisha and he goes, Father, it's come, on. I borrowed the axe. He goes, Where did it fall? And they went to where it fell and he threw a stick on the water. The axe had floated and he said, Grab it. Where do you, if you're not returning from something and stuff around you is falling apart, what do you need to return to? Where's the axe head come off? Where's that cutting edge gone? Where did you lose your cutting edge? What do you need to return to in the things of God and grab hold of it? Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River, and he was led by the Spirit. Who's leading you, and where are they leading you to? Remember, whatever fills your life will ultimately lead you. And as we are filled with the Holy Spirit we will be able to be obedient to God, and in that endurance comes seamlessly and naturally. Got to remember Prophet Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 6, very famous verse amongst believers. For it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, spirit says the Lord of hosts. And then I, I closed out last week's message by speaking of the Holy Spirit's loyalty. In Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, Moses is speaking to Joshua and he's informing his young 2 see that he is going to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. No pressure, 430 year old prophecy and promise from God, oh, you're the man. And this is what he says, don't be afraid or discouraged. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> For the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. The Holy Spirit is the most loyal companion you'll ever have. Even in the loneliest moments, we're never truly alone. So today I want to share some of the key characteristics of the Holy Spirit that we need to understand in this journey called endurance. But not only just what those key characteristics are, but how we can know the Holy Spirit. So before we go anywhere else, come on, let's just, let's just pray. Father God, you're an amazing God. Holy Spirit, you are here. I know the word of God says where there's two or more gathered in your name, you're right here in the midst. You are welcome in this place. Lord, Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of truth and revelation. And I'm asking that this morning, if you would add the super to the natural and the extra to the ordinary of what I'm going to deliver. Because it's only by you. It's not by my words and it's not by my preparation, but it's by you, Holy Spirit, that this will land. And so I'm asking that you would do that for us all this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, even in our most rebellious days, Anyone here know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Even in our most rebellious days, the Holy Spirit stays. He stays lovingly convicting us and guiding us and bringing us back to the heart of Jesus. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you, God, for that. Here's the first key characteristic I want to share with you this morning. Number one, he helps us stay. He helps us stay. You know, when you face a day that feels so hard, you just want to quit. Or when you want to run from whatever it is, whether it's a job or a relationship or a, a, a something, whatever. If you feel like it's just so hard, you want to run from it. Or if right now you are so surrounded with so much difficulty that you just want to do something to numb the pain and to numb the confusion of your current reality. The Holy Spirit will help you stay. Why and how? Because he stays too. He stays too. Remember when Jesus said, my father will send you another helper. The word for that is paraclete. When you unpack that Greek word paraclete, it literally means one who comes alongside. I tell you what, if you are in a foxhole and the bullets are flying, there's no better buddy to have in your foxhole than the Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. So just two verses before when Moses said to Joshua, don't be afraid, don't all discourage, the Lord will personally go ahead of you. Two verses before that, this is what he says. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. So who's the them? In this situation, in the Old Testament, the them was every heathen, idol-worshipping, dark tribe of people that they were going to encounter as they went into the promised land. They were going to have to front them up. They were going to have to face them up and kill them. That's the Old Testament. What is the them that you're facing today? If I was going to say over you this morning, so be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. Who or what is your them? Is it a relationship? Is it an addiction? Is it a, is it a habit? Is, pick, you pick it. What's your them? Because the promise of God is this, that he will go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. He will help you stay. That's God. He's just ringing to confirm this is what his word says. (laughs) If you're going to walk into the promise that God has given you, what are the enemy tribes that you're going to have to face? Because I want you to know this. With the Holy Spirit, you do not have to face them alone. There isn't anything we can't face when we know we have the power of the Holy Spirit inside us. How do I know? Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. This is the prophet Isaiah. The children of Israel from Jerusalem and Judah had been taken captive and thrown into exile. The prophet, God gives the prophet a word. He says this, do not be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Oh, it is good. It is good. Romans chapter five, verse five. This is the apostle Paul writing to the Roman people. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. He helps us stay. When every human fiber in our body wants to run, he helps us stay. Here's the second characteristic of the Holy Spirit I want to unpack this morning. His peace empowers patience. Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Notice in that list that patience comes after peace. Why? Well, you know what? When you have His peace, when you have His peace in your heart, practically nothing can cause you to feel impatient. Why? Because when you are overflowing with his peace, you can quite correctly go, it's all good, he's got it. Susan, I've been praying into a bunch of things recently and uh, they've been very much right right in our face. And... uh, I hope this is okay, honey, because I do not asked you. Don't you don't know what's coming. <laughs> anyway, Suze was up in the wee hours of the night just praying and praying into situation. And like God spoken. and he goes, will you just let me do my job? <laughs> oh, that's right. He goes, this is what it's a quote unquote from God. Stop it. Let me do my job. <laughs> Oh, come on, let's be real. Let's be real, people. You know, we, we all go, yes, I want the peace of God. And we keep picking it up. And God's going, oh, gosh. And so we go, oh, sorry, God. And we put it down and then we pick it up. Sorry, God, we put it down. Then we pick it up. <laughs> every five minutes, that's right. Yeah. Or every two in my case. But you know what? When his peace abounds, when, his, just, when it overflows, there is this okayness that sits within our soul, it sits within our spirit. Does that mean that we flatline emotionally? No, no, not at all. I, I, I learned this many, many years ago when I was really digging into this for myself personally. I was just going through this really tumultuous season and my emotions, man, they were like the Himalayas. Like, like this. But I, when, I, when I actually stopped and got out of my own way and um, started to talk to God a little bit more about it, I had this sense that whilst the storm was all blowing and everything over here, it was wasn't it it, it. it was like it would come crashing down, but it wouldn't get through. And I was like, "What is that, God?" And he goes, "That is my peace." So you know, our emotions—we are emotional creatures because God made us that way. But underneath that emotion, we can have a foundation of peace. We can have the bedrock of Jesus Christ, his incredible peace. That, that, that emotion won't shatter and it won't get through. Amen. When we have his peace, practically nothing can cause us to be impatient. Amen. However, comma, this, these fruit, these, this, this list, they are the fruit of the spirit. They are not, uh, they are not the effort of the flesh. You cannot psych yourself up to a point where I will have peace or I'll die. (laughs) You can't do it. You can't do it. It's like, God, give me patience. I want it right now. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. But when you look at this list, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, you know, even one or two of those really active in their lives, that's okay. But all of them? All of them, all at the same time, all in full roar and full function. You combine them all, On oh my word, that's better than Thor's hammer and Captain America's shield. You combine them all and you can endure almost anything. The Holy Spirit is the power of endurance. Why? Because his peace empowers patience. He helps us say, his peace empowers patience. Here's the third one. His comfort provides supernatural hope. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that. We need to take note of the so that's in the Bible. So that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. You know, those situations where you're at work and all hell's breaking loose and there's uncertainty about who's going to keep their job and who's going to lose it. There's uncertainty about whether the budget's going to come in. There's uncertainty whether the students, when there's just uncertainty. And you can walk into the office and you are full of the peace of the Holy Spirit while there's chaos and carnage all around you. And someone comes up and goes, why aren't you angry? Why aren't you unsettled? That's when you can comfort others. Why? Because you are filled with the comfort of God. Even King David goes, why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. His comfort is the assurance that Jesus knows your pain and the Holy Spirit walks with you through the pain. I love the, the, how it's described in John chapter 14, verse 6 from the Amplified Bible. It says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, to be with you. What? There's no end date on this. There's no used by date. His abiding presence is internal and eternal. Think about that. His abiding presence, his peace that helps us stay, his peace that empowers patience. His peace that brings comfort, that gives us supernatural hope is both internal and eternal. His comfort provides supernatural hope. The Holy Spirit isn't just the power behind endurance. The Holy Spirit is the power to endure. So he helps us stay. His peace gives us patience and His comfort gives us eternal hope. You know what? It's all really good theory until we get to know the Holy Spirit personally. So how do we do that? I'm so glad you asked. There's a story in Acts chapter 3 of a man who'd been crippled, I think probably for most of his life. Sorry for the microphone, then that you just all heard that sloop. Every single day, this crippled man was carried to the door of the church, or in the scripture said, carried to the entrance of the temple. Every single day, but guess what? He wasn't going there to worship, he was going there to beg for money and for food. Why do I use this story? It seems a little bit random. Where's the Holy Spirit in this? Oh. We need to take an honest look, a really honest look at this question. How do I know the Holy Spirit? In my years of being a believer, not just a pastor, but in my years of being a believer and a follower of Jesus, I've seen people come and I have seen people go. I have seen their faith start and I've seen their faith disappear. And if there is a common denominator in every one of those situations, it is this. Because they have, they have relied on others to be the source of their relationship with God. Let me repeat that. I've seen people come and go. I've seen their faith start. And I've seen their faith disappear. Because they have relied on others to be the source of their relationship with God. See, so here's the issue. We cannot know the Holy Spirit simply by simply observing Him living and working in other believers' lives. He is a personal God. He is not a surrogate God. You've heard the saying, just because you live in a garage, it doesn't mean you're a car. (laughs) Just because you go to church, we'll leave that there. Now, in my notes, I've got this statement, others cannot carry him continually for us. And I put the word continually in my notes in parentheses, because there are times in our lives, and I've, I've experienced this both on the receiving and the giving end of situations. There are times when, look, honestly, guys, let's face it, we walk through the swamp There are days where it feels like we are wading through nose deep cold porridge. And there are times when we literally do need others to carry us and to carry God for us. And that, that's, that's there. That is there. The scriptures say that we are, we are all part of one body. And when one celebrates, we can all celebrate. But when one hurts, we can all feel the pain. And we're there for each other to stir each other and promote, uh, provoke each other and encourage each other with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I think it's about 10 different scriptures in that little blurb right there. But here's the thing. Someone else's salvation cannot be your salvation. Someone else's relationship with God can be an inspiration, but it cannot be your relationship with God. To know the Holy Spirit takes me having skin in the game. I was talking to a very, very good friend just recently about different situations that he and I have faced and um and how we've dealt with them and and it was it was really interesting because we kind of both came to the same conclusion wouldn't it be great just to call in a drone strike and blow the thing up and we can watch it on the monitor it's like yeah dealt with that doesn't work in the things of god you see, when you call in a drone strike, you're in another country, and you are so far away, you don't see the impact. You just, you just get to see it on a monitor. There's no change in you. Something over there's changed, but you've had no skin in the game. It's like, you can't do that with God. You cannot call in a drone strike on the problems. You've got to be the troops with the boots on the ground. You've got to have skin in the game. And there are times when you might have to hunker down in a foxhole, but there might be times where you're standing on the top of the mountain going... Is that okay? I told you I was going to get a little bit excited, mate. <laughs> to know the Holy Spirit takes you, takes me, takes us, having skin in the game. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, from the complete Jewish Bible, says this, Now the natural man does not receive the things from the Spirit of God. To him they are nonsense. Moreover, he is unable to grasp them because they are evaluated through the Spirit. John 14 verse 17, He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive Him because it, doesn't, it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him. But you know Him because He lives with you now and later will be in you. I've seen people's faith end and they walk away from church and they eventually walk away from God because they have no faith of their own. Disillusionment steals motivation. Because to get to know God, to get to know the Holy Spirit means we need to look for Him. And not just look for Him, but learn to recognize Him. And how do we do that? We do that by reading the Bible. We do that by worshiping. We do that by prayer. We do that by being part of a connect group. Go and sign up for a connect group. You know, only so much church can happen in an hour and a bit on a Sunday morning. Church happens over coffee. Church happens in connect groups. Church happens in youth groups. Church happens in in power zone and sparks and seekers and voltage. Church happens every day, all week. Why? Because you're the church. So where you happen, church happens. So what's the level of how much we have to look for him? Jeremiah 29, verse 13 and 14a, the first part of verse 14. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. You know, when God says, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed, that's a good place to get excited. Serious determination establishes our relationship with him. So I ask, how do we get to know the Holy Spirit? Let me give you three scriptures really quickly. Hebrews eleven six, 6. And it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. How do we know the Holy Spirit? Believe and seek for him. How do we know the Holy Spirit? Romans 15 verse 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. How do I get to know the Holy Spirit? Trust him. How do I get to know the Holy Spirit? John 15 verse 5. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. How do I get to know the Holy Spirit? You remain. He helps us stay. You remain. Endurance, Endurance is less about handling the difficult situations and more about going the distance. They don't call it an endurance race because you have to spend 30 seconds running up a steep hill. No, it's called an endurance race because for the next 24 hours, you're going to run 150K. How do I get to know the Holy Spirit? Believe, trust, remain. Worship team, would you come? 2 Peter 1.3 says this, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Amazing grace, extravagant love, intimate fellowship. Scriptures tell us that we'll have trouble in this world. We can't get away from that. And the devil hates everyone who recognizes and believes that we've been made in the image of God and we want to search for him. However, because of the Holy Spirit, we have everything we need to walk in victory that Jesus Christ won for us. While many believers are asking the Holy Spirit to do something for them, He's asking us to do something. Acts chapter 17 verse 28 says this, Live and move and have our being in Him. He's the one who overcomes, and if we live and move and have our being in Him, so do we. When we live and move and have our being in the Holy Spirit, we have the power to endure. In conclusion, I want to read a Bible verse that prophetically speaks of Jesus. This is out of Isaiah again. There are so many times when Isaiah prophesied the coming of the Messiah. Isaiah 11 verse 2 says this, And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now, like I said, this this verse here is a prophetic description. It is a prophetic calling out of what Jesus is going to be like when he comes. But this morning, when I read this last night, when I read this Friday, when I read this Thursday, when I read this over and over and over again, I thought, hang on a minute. You read the New Testament, it says that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, then you are a temple of the Holy Spirit when you ask the Lord Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and you are, you have that born again experience that the scriptures teach us that the Holy Spirit, God the Father sticks the Holy Spirit in your heart at that moment. So I have concluded this and I'm going to pray this over you this morning. Sam, could you shift that for me? I would like to ask if you would please, if you would stand this morning. I want to pray this over you, this and another verse as a blessing and as a call, but also to prophetically speak over you that the power of the Holy Spirit is available. If you would just, I don't know, whether you want to close your eyes or lift your hands or something, mentally put yourself in a posture to receive this morning. And may the spirit of the Lord rest on you. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord be with you always, that the amazing grace of our master Jesus Christ and the extravagant love of God our Father and the intimate fellowship of the Holy Spirit would be with all of you forever and ever in Jesus' name.